0: Hi, this is Aparna Gautam, your career growth specialist and life coach. Today's video is very sensitive. If you are someone who has suffered any kind of abuse in your life, be it emotional, physical, or of any other kind, this video is free. You. If you're someone who has suffered through a lot in life and you're trying to build a career, you feel like you've hit rock bottom. This video is free. As someone who's had a history of abuse, I suffered emotional, physical abuse from a very young age, a marriage failed, and it had a suffering of its own. Not easy. So when I speak about building your career from a very dark place, I not only speak from my education, I also speak from personal experience. So this video might be tough for you to go through, but these are things that probably not many will tell you. So my recommendation is to sit down with a pen and paper, pause this video, take a pen and notepad, make points, jot down. What are these eight things that you need to know as an abuse survivor to build your career? Let's go. So when you have had a history of abuse, your confidence takes a beating. You may be one of the most skilled people in the world, in the organization, in your domain, in your industry. But this experience in your past may have a direct impact on how you see yourself, your self-worth, your self-esteem, your confidence, the very things that we need to survive, thrive, grow in a career has had a, for lack of a better word, beat It could be emotional. So from that point, rock bottom doesn't even begin to describe it. Build yourself up, especially professionally. It's not going to be easy. This path may be very different from the paths generally people take to grow in their career. This journey is not going to be a straightforward hunky dory ride, which is not like that for anyone but especially when you have had a history of abuse. These are the eight things that you need to know when you're building your career. The first thing you need to know about building your career when you've had an experience of being abused is that you need to look out. Think of it like having fallen into a ditch which has slippery walls but there's light coming in from the top you look up and then you feel maybe someone will reach out their hand and pull me out you keep waiting you keep waiting for a long time but then no one comes because probably no one will and even if they do probably they won't know how to help you so this is on us So you start pulling yourself up and like I said, it's a slippery wall. So you may keep falling back down, but you don't give up trying. You will be out of that ditch, that rock bottom feeling, but it would take work. So the first thing you need to remember is to look up, to visualize that there's light at the end of this tunnel and you'll get there. The second thing that you need to remember is that your pain is valid. Everyone's experience with abuse is unique to them. Their pain is unique to them. No one gets to say that your pain is not valid, that it doesn't exist, that it's nothing. Let me give you an example. If you are someone who has, um, let's say you're suffering from, a You you have pain in your stomach, and someone comes and says that, oh, it's nothing, you'll be fine, don't worry, it will infuriate you, is it not? You'll get angry. Why did nobody understand how much I'm suffering? That's a logical reaction when someone doesn't understand our physical pain. But unfortunately, we've not been taught that emotional pain sometimes can be worse. So no one, no one gets to decide the validity of your pain. Your pain is valid. It is there. If it hurts you, it is hurtful. If it is painful, so it is. So remember, the second thing for you to know about your growth is to acknowledge that your pain is valid. The third thing that I'm pointing out today to you Is that look at yourself for this period of recovery, for this period of when you're trying to come out, stand on your own two feet, build yourself up for a career growth, for a steady career growth. Don't just look at yourself as a fool. Look at yourself as a combination of mind, body, and an extension of that, your career. So the third thing that I want to tell you about is, look at these three things from a project view. Take up your mental health as a project. Take up your physical health as a project. Take up your career as a project. So what do I mean by that? When you take up your mental health as a project, you will identify what needs to be done, what support can be taken, how can we come out from here? This is you taking responsibility. Given you put in the work, you will be fine. Your physical health, another project, it's a combination. There's a connection, deep connection between mind and body. So your body has been affected too. And yes, it has. Even if it was emotional abuse. Take up physical health as a project. Work on. Career will be your third project, right? So when you look at it as a project, view, you know that step-by-step, step-by-step progress, placing certain timelines, giving yourself the support you need, outsourcing what needs to be outsourced. It could be working with a coach. It could be working with a mental health professional. It could be getting a fitness instructor, using the resources at the gym, setting up something at home, Listening to a podcast, a guided meditation, anything, your convenience, what suits you, works best for you. You get to decide. The fourth thing that I want to tell you today about building your career for someone who's had a history of abuse is you prioritize your healing simultaneously to your career. There's no either or all. Sometimes we don't have the luxury to pause everything and work on our career or pause everything and work on ourselves. For most of us, this happens simultaneously. So I urge you as the fourth point today to prioritize your healing. Now, if you don't do that, let me give you a few examples to make you understand how this works. So let's say again, I'll take a physical wound example. So let's say you were playing a sport and you fell down, you hurt your knee, a very ugly wound, very uh, very painful. Even a light brush of something, even a feather touch may irritate you, may um, make you scream in pain, depending on how bad the, the wound is. And you will scream in pain. But when it comes to emotional pain, the wounded inner child, for example, the inner wounds, the the hurt that we've suffered emotionally. We have somehow learned to attach shame with it. So we don't really show. We suffer inside. It shows up in different ways. Here's how. In a career space, you would get feedback on your work. Things may not work out exactly as you'd like it to be. Not everything would be uh, a place where you are included in it or given like the central importance or the validation that you know someone who's had a history of abuse looks for because inside you feel very, very dark, inside you feel empty, inside you feel your self-worth is next to nothing. So validation is something that you're very, very hungry for and in the workplace, it might not always be there. And the absence of it will hurt you further. As someone with emotional pain, as someone with wounds of emotional kind, you might be someone who won't know how to say no. And you'll stretch yourself in, further causing more damage to your physical and mental health. One small feedback, and remember for your growth feedback is very crucial. But feedback may hurt you. It may make you feel emotionally shattered as to why these people can't see the work that I put in and make it happen. I'm sure it sounds familiar. So when you prioritize your healing, when you learn to process your wounds, when you learn to process your pain, you can show up in the workspace as the professional you want to show up as. So prioritize your healing. Because career is not a stint. Career is a marathon. And we prepare for a marathon, not just physically, but mentally as well. So prioritize your healing. The fifth point that I want to leave you with today is learn to rephrase. I would also say it, mind your language, but this language is more of your inner language. Learn to rephrase. I'll take a deep breath here because a lot comes up when you're speaking about topics like this, especially when you've had personal experience. But learn to rephrase. Now, what do I mean by that? What I mean is you may have gotten used to to telling yourself that I'm a loser. I'm not worth it. I don't deserve it. If I didn't deserve it, it wouldn't have happened with me the language that others have used without having any authority. They don't have, no one has an authority to hurt you physically, emotionally, right? But that's something this video is not about. We'll talk about it. You know, I'll come back with more. But when you've had a history like that, there are words that have gotten restored in our subconscious. Things that people said Unkind words, harsh words, things that made us feel not great about ourselves. That became our inner language, because that's how it works. That's how our inner self, our inner uh, mind works. Subconscious, it, it stores, it registers. It doesn't even know the difference between what someone else is telling you versus what you are telling yourself. It's like a tape recorder going on and on and on. I'm a loser. I'm not good for this. I'm not good enough. I am done. Learn to rephrase. Tell yourself that you're not done yet. Tell yourself that you're learning to love yourself. You're learning to grow. You're learning to practice. You're learning to, you know, learn new skills. Tell yourself you're trying. It will take time. Tell yourself to be patient. Right? So rephrase. You take charge of the language that plays inside your head. Now, the sixth thing i want to tell you about that you need to know as someone who has history of abuse is list it out give yourself support see when we've had a history of abuse somehow we have learned to go back into our shell more and more we don't like to ask for help we don't think we deserve it we don't take support We keep the pain alive by reliving it again and again and again because of many, many reasons. Just by a simple act of listing it out, you now have support. Now, what do I mean by that? Is make lists for everything. List out how you want your day to run. List out what you want to buy from a departmental store. List out what you want to achieve in life. List out what are the things that hurt you. List out what is still hurting. List out what you can do about it. So dump it all on paper. Let it all come out so that you can see it clearly, so that you can work through it. I highly recommend journaling every day. The seventh thing that I want you to remember is stop the perfectionism punishment. I'll say it again. It's almost like a tongue twister. Stop the perfectionism punishment. Perfectionism is a punishment we lay on us. If somebody or if nobody ever told you this, I want you to remember this and tell yourself again and again, I am not going to punish myself with perfectionism. Perfectionism is a coping mechanism perfectionism somehow gives us the feeling that we are protecting ourselves by doing exactly the right thing the perfect thing we'll not get started until we feel perfectly ready we will not take a decision until we have all the options figured out we will not create something until we feel the perfect moment is here and guess what it's not coming we are never ready perfectionism is just a cocoon or a shell in which we keep ourselves you know curled up just to make sure that we'll do it when we are feeling ready stop that punishment that will hold you back that will make you feel stuck you don't have to be perfect no one expects you to be perfect. Let me repeat that. No one expects you to be perfect except yourself. And that's you laying a big punishment on yourself for literally no fault of yours. I know this is heavy. We'll talk about it. Today's video is about eight things you need to know as an abuse survivor who's building her, his career. So stop the perfectionism punishment. The final thing I want you to know today in this video is that your environment is a game changer. Now, this is the biggest one. This is the biggest one. Your environment will be deciding literally your level of energy, your focus, your belief in yourself, your confidence. It has a direct impact. Let that sink in. Your environment includes your living space. It includes your surroundings. It includes the content you consume online. It includes the people you interact with online, offline. Is all of this building you up or pulling you down? All the more important, especially when you've had a history of abuse, the way you interpret the world is going to be very different. When we are hurt, we look at things very differently. This environment has to be an environment that supports you. And this may sound hard to listen, but it is on us to make that environment work for you. Distance yourself from people who are constantly pulling you down. Even if you can't physically distance yourself, even if you can't be in a different house altogether, distance yourself mentally, reduce interaction, stay away, focus bring yourself back to your anchor to your own um, you know growth ideologies to your own plans of development to your own breath something as simple as coming back to your breath come back to the present moment deal with what is right here process it even enjoy it if you can give yourself permission to do so honestly this video was not easy to make there is so much that is yet to be processed. And when it comes to topics like this, you become more and more aware. But I'm doing this from a place of vulnerability. I'm doing this from a place of being a work in progress myself so that you know that we are all in this together. Your abuse, your past, your the people who hurt you, the environment, the situation that shattered you, broke you, Your past choices, your past mistakes does not define you. Your past doesn't define you and your past doesn't get to control your future. Your past doesn't get to control your future. On that note, I'll end this video right here. I hope you've taken down all the points. I will repeat it for you. You need to look up. You need to remind yourself your pain is valid. You need to look at your life as a combination of projects of mental, physical health and your career. You need to prioritize your healing. You need to learn to rephrase the language inside your head. You need to list things out. You need to stop the perfectionism punishment and you need to take charge of your environment because that is where the game changes. Lots of love to you. This is not easy, but we are in this together. I wanted to say that again. This is Aparna Gautam, your career growth specialist and life coach, signing off. I'll see you in my next video. Don't forget to like and subscribe the channel. Like the video. Leave your thoughts in the comments. Tell me what else do you want to see on this channel. And I'll come back with more on that. Have a good day.